Daniel chapter 6. Daniel 6, you all know the story. The Daniel in lion's den. And we don't need to spend a lot of time on the background or the details because we know a lot of this story, a lot of what's going on here. But I'd like us to open our Bibles there. And, and I just thought to myself, I want to do something different because we've been focusing on, in on uh, deception. And I thought, well, if we're doing a Thanksgiving afternoon service, uh, what I want to look at is combating the deceiver and talking about the, the tricks of the devil. And I didn't think that would be good for a Thanksgiving service. So I was looking at this and I, I came across this, that Daniel was thankful when he was getting ready to be thrown in the midst of the lion's den. And, and I just, I talked about it in Sunday on this morning. Last week I heard a lady similar in age to myself. And I know the problems that she is going through. But she said, I don't have anything to be thankful for. And that hurt to, to hear that. To know that she was hurting that much. But at the same time, I know that she was sitting at a table with a group of us and had had a nice breakfast this morning in a car that that drove her to where we were. And so I thought she does have some things to be thankful for. And I pictured back in my mind, because this happened on Tuesday this week. And the night before, I was with, and, and I didn't say this to her, but I was with Barb Warner, who I just, I love Barb Warner so much. I love her smile, and I, I love her cheerfulness and her desire to want to be here. And I saw Barb the night before, and I think it's God's timing does things sometimes. I arrived just as they were taking her to her first meal in the nursing home. And so I was able to, to hold her hand while she was there and we set, shed some tears. And she said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. She said, I, I just, I miss you so much, but thank you for being here. And I said, here she is. And she's saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, would, I wouldn't want to tra have traded places with Barb that night. Her first night there in the nursing home. And everything that she's gone through with the strokes and stuff. And then the next day I hear someone, so, who I know, who I know, is going through tough times. And I'm not trying to belittle her tough times. But it's special grace that allows us to see what God is doing in the middle of hard times. And sometimes I think perspective goes a long way. Do you know what I, you know what I mean by when I say that? I, I tell kids this in science class. I, when we talk about some topics, I say, if you're going 
25 miles an hour, if you're running 25 miles an hour, that's fast, but it's relatively fast. You know, compared to the speed of a sloth, that's like, but compared to the speed of light, that's really slow. And so everything is relative. And when we look at our problems, they're relative. And Daniel, it says in verse, in, in that story, uh, we're looking at the story of Daniel in Daniel chapter 6. The first thing I see in Daniel's life is God's blessing. In Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3, it says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. God blessed Daniel. I think that that this Daniel, I'm sure he was a very smart person, but let's let's put it put it that way. God blessed him, blessed him with the intelligence, blessed him with the position that he put him in, blessed him with the excellent spirit in him. God blessed him. And when we have blessings from the Lord, it's God who blesses us. And sometimes I think we we can complain. I remember when I was in school, my mom would take us, take Sean and I to the store when we were in elementary school. And she'd say, boys, I don't want you to rip your pants up. And so when you go to school, I want you to get corduroys, corduroys, corduroys. And so she bought us corduroys. And I remember going, I when I was in kindergarten, first, second, third grade, I didn't care what I wore. And, you know, boys, boys care about dirt, and that's about it in, in those grades. But I can remember a day where that all changed when I went to school. And someone said, oh, you, why do you only wear corduroys? What's wrong with you? And, what? and I went home, and I was like, Mom, why do I wear corduroys? It was just in, but then, like, I learned to complain. And I look back on that now and I'm like, wow, thank you, mom, for not for just saying, hey, just wear corduroys. I, I, and I know now, I know now looking back, back on it, that my mom just had what was best interest for us boys. And I wish I could go back and take all, all my ungratefulness for wearing corduroys uh, through that time. But God blesses us. We need to be thankful for the blessings that he gives us. I, I had a parents that taught me value in things, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Verse 4, Daniel was a faithful servant. It says, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charges against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Conversation that I think that we all need to say to ourselves and one that we need to say to other people is, okay, 
you have this concern. Have you been faithful with what God wants you to do? Have you done your part? And if you've done your part, you've done what God wants you to, and you give it over to him, let him take care of it. And just leave it in his... You've got to be faithful, a faithful servant. And that's what he was known for. He was a faithful servant. And then in verse 3, he was a faultless servant. Faultless servant. So Daniel 6.5 says, Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these guys looked for a fault in this faithful man, and they couldn't find it. So he was receiving God's blessing, he was faithful, and he was faultless. What an amazing thing. And if you're doing those things, if God's blessing you, if you're a faithful servant of God, and you're a, you're a faultless servant of God, guess what? If you do those things, you're going to have some lying, scheming enemies. Read this book. That's what happens to God's servants, is they have enemies. They have people who are out to get them, who are out to destroy them. And there are some people that were out to destroy Daniel. And if you're going to be like Daniel, you've got to be different than the world. Because what would most, most people in Daniel's situation... If there were guys that were out to get them, what does the world say? Get them before they get you. Is that the approach Daniel took? No. He just gave it over to the Lord. And then, as I look in this, in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10, look at what Daniel 6.10 says. It says there, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and into his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. So Daniel had these enemies that were out to get him and they were out to destroy him. And they had this decree signed that anyone who worshipped the Lord or or gave praise to anyone besides the king would be thrown in the, the lion's den. So look at, look at how he was different. He knew. It's not like Daniel went and prayed and he had no idea what was going on. He knew exactly what the problem was, who his enemies were, and what his consequences would be. With his, the power that he had, if it says there, Daniel knew that the writings, writing was signed and he went home. As I look at, as I read in this verse, one of the things that was important to Daniel, the world was not his home. It says he went home and in his upper room with his window open toward Jerusalem. In the Bible, there's two places that we look at, and every time we see them, they're supposed to remind us of the world, and that's Babylon and Egypt. If you're reading about Egypt, be reminded of the world. When you're reading about Babylon, be reminded of the world. And for Daniel, being in Babylon, he opened the window and he looked towards Jerusalem. 
He said, Babylon is not my home. And he prayed towards Jerusalem, just like just like was told in the books of in the book of first, I think it was first Kings, where they said, if this happens, look towards Jerusalem. And this world wasn't his home. And this world's not our home. We know we've got an enemy out there. We know that sometimes the world is against us. But the first thing that we got to remember in that case is this world is not our home. I'm thankful for my home. Like this is Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for the house God's given me. It's warm. The water works. Uh, it's in good shape. And I am so thankful for it, but it's not my eternal home. And I know it's going to fall down and it's going to uh, fall apart someday. I'm thankful for it, but I'm glad I don't have to live there forever. The next thing I look at is that he was on his knees. When you have trials, you know that those trials are going to come. God says he promises that trials are going to come. Next thing I want you to remember is this world is not your home. You got when you're facing trials and just think this is not going to be forever. Um, I, I I think of that sometimes um, when I go to the dentist. I hate going to the dentist, and I think I have to think to myself, okay, this is almost done. This is almost done. This is almost and I, I'm strange. I tell this to the kids all the time. I say, I'm strange. I think of everything in terms of fractions. Now, all the time. I'm, I'm a, I was born a math teacher. And like when I'm doing a run, and I think, okay, I've got a 50-minute run. After five minutes, I'm like, I'm a tenth done. After seven and a half minutes, I'm like, I'm 15% I'm of the way through. And I always think of things in fractions, and I, I work fractions all the time. No matter what, I'm, anything I don't like, I work in fractions. Even, that's how I used to eat my vegetables when I was a kid. Uh, I, I kid you not, that's what I did. But when it comes to this world, this is temporary. And so when you're facing a trial, and when life gets tough, think, this life... This part, this hard time is this much. Eternity is forever. And you got to remember that. And, and I, I love Christians that talk that way. And we say, this world's not our home. We're, we're going to heaven. And when we get there, we have forever to do stuff. I, I you think about that and. There's this crew of guys that, this, these funny guys that every time you see them working around here, you have to laugh. I wish that they, they should make like a new sitcom, the guys working at First Baptist Church Report, because you can't go three minutes without laughing at them. You know, them laughing at, make trying to make you laugh. And I can only imagine what they're going to be like for all of eternity. So... And that's going to be great. <laughs> See you back here. But it's, it, eternity is going to be awesome. Because when we do a job, it's going to last. When we're serving the Lord, it's going to last. And when we have those joyful mo moments of spending time with King Jesus, 
they're going to last. And what he, he got on his knees and he prayed. And when we're suffering, when we're, we're getting ready and we're prepared to face the lions then, we have to pray. Christians need to pray. And and Christians, you've got friends in this church and and if you say, well, I go to church here and I don't have any friends and um, well, there's I'm sure there's other people in this church that would love to be your friend. They'd love to pray with you and for you. And we got to be praying. We've got to be praying. And we've got to be praying for each other. And if you want somebody to pray for, I love to pray for people, call and I'll pray with you. And I know there's other people in this church that will pray with you and for you. So in the midst of that, pray. And then you see that in verse 10, we read it. He prayed and gave thanks. And I try to think about this. And I'd like you to put yourself in, in that situation. He's going to be facing lions. And so what does he do? He gets on his knees and prays. I think my prayer request would be, Lord, please spare me. for. for I don't think it would be, Lord, hey, thank you. Thank you. Tomorrow I'm going to be thrown into lions then. Thank you. I'm going to heaven sooner, I guess. Is Thank you. When your car breaks down. You got on your knees and the first thing you say is, God, thank you. That's pretty different from people, you know, we picture when the car breaks down, someone getting out and going around to the front of it and kicking it and cursing. And that's a natural response. A supernatural response of someone who's, who belongs to God. It's, Lord, thank you. I don't know what you're going to do. But thank you. And then I put down here, it says, as was his custom since early days. I put, he walked daily with God. This was all natural because he walked daily with God. Since the time he was a child, this was his practice, his custom, from the time he was a kid. And if you put it into practice, it's natural. It becomes what's natural. And I think that that's the, that's the way we got to, if trials are coming, we need to be prepared for them. And how we're prepared for them is we just make our relationship with God a custom, something we do every day. And then I put up here that in this scripture, the king noticed Daniel's faith. It says in verse 16, so the king gave command and he brought Daniel and cast him into the lion's den. But the king spoke to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. There are a few things I, I noticed in the conversation between Daniel and the king. The first thing that I noticed in this passage of scripture is that the king called Daniel's God the living God. If someone sees your faith and that it's real, they'll notice that your God is a living God. They notice that 
he was Daniel's God. He says, your God. Your God. He, you and him have a relationship. And he also, he noticed Daniel's faithfulness, whom you serve continually. Did you notice that his enemy said, wow, this guy's faithful and he's faultless. When it talks about Daniel, it says it was his custom. He did this every single day. And then the king noticed, your God whom you serve continually. So everybody around knew Daniel was faithful. And he said, he's the guy that's going to deliver you. And that's so true. And then let's look at verses 26 and 27. You guys, you guys know what happens. Daniel ends up in the lion's den and God shuts the mouths of the lions. And then after that, um, the king comes running and sees that Daniel was delivered and his enemies were thrown into the lion's den. And before they hit the bottom of the den, the lions took him out. But this is about giving praise and thanks to God. And let's look at the reaction of the king. And I, I put up here, praise and thanksgiving is contagious. And when you start being thankful for the good things that God has done, and you notice them, and people can see what that does, it'll change other people's lives too. In verse 26 it says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, Men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. And he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And so as you look at the end of that story, I didn't want to focus on them actually being thrown in. I wanted to focus on the fact that Daniel was faithful, Daniel prayed, and he was thankful in the midst of trials. So maybe you're facing trials this, this week, right now, this season of your life. Take a look at Daniel. See how to react. Be thankful. Pray to God. Walk with him every day. And you can even be thankful for those trials. Let's pray. Dear Only Father, I thank you so much for the story of Daniel and just, Lord, his uh, faithfulness to you. Lord, I thank you that in the midst of the trials, he said thank you. I pray that you'll help us to be like Daniel and to be different from the world. Thank you for being a good and faithful God. In Jesus' name, amen.